Welcome back, everybody. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast, and this week I have what I feel is an, an important episode, an important topic that we need to talk about, uh, and that's it, it's it's a combination of personal opinion, it's a combination of uh, social media, and also the, part of the of that is uh, our our community, you know, society, if you want to call it the the, the two way culture, you know. It seems more and more frequently we're having these uh, little eruptions on the interwebs uh, when someone who is uh, notable, a notable figure in the gun community or the survival or or whatever you know tactical community, comes out and makes a statement that's uh, goes against the grain, so to speak, and then all of a sudden we uh, we turn into the same assholes that we kind of all talk about despising over on the the other side of the aisle, right? And it's like uh, cancel culture version 2.0, but it's, you know, via the uh, the Second Amendment. You know, it's it's really goofy and, it, I mean, very annoying, right? It's really exhausting to have to keep up with all of it. But I want to talk about it. I want to share some thoughts and maybe give you guys some perspective as this seems to be, like I said, a more and more common occurrence. Um, but before I get, I get into all those thoughts and everything, I want to make sure, as always, that I take the opportunity to share my gratitude and appreciation for our presenting sponsor, EclipseHolsters.com. Guys, Eclipse is a great company. Jess and her family, her husband Joe, her kids—they, I mean, the, the whole family is involved with this, uh, and and they they do excellent work. They make amazing holsters. They're reliable. They have a great lifetime warranty. We're proud to work with them. They hooked you all up with the discount code Prepared Mindset, all one word. And it's going to save you 20% off on any order you place on their site, which is sweet, right? But on top of that, they're going to have that whatever it is, whether it's a custom-made holster, mag pouch, dump tray, concealed carry belts, um, whatever you need, you know, that's going to be out in the mail to you in three business days or less, which is pretty awesome. It's hard to beat in this uh, in this space, uh, but they do it. And if you guys spend over 100 bucks. You're gonna get guaranteed. You're gonna get upgraded. Sorry, upgrade, upgraded, guaranteed, right? <laughs> to FedEx two-day shipping, so you don't deal with the you know USPS losing your package, and all the headache and and BS that comes with with working with the United with you know the United States Postal Service, which is great. All right, Eclipse is a fantastic company. I carry in their serious in the waistband holster daily. My Glock 43X with a TLR6. I love it. Uses this, they have the uh, discrete carry concepts clip. Uh, I, I mean, so whether I'm wearing shorts, you know, uh, for the gym or something, whether I'm wearing uh, casual shorts out for a summer, you know, evening, what have you, or in the, the you know the winter months, the fall months, the spring months here in Michigan because the weather is kind of all over the place all the time. I am comfortable. The weapon is secure, and I can confidently leave the house knowing that I'm well prepared and well taken care of with an Eclipse holster. Again, our discount code, Prepared Mindset, that's all one word. It's going to save you 20% off your order. Highly encourage you guys to go over there and check them out. Even if it's just to pick up some hardware to upgrade your current holster, maybe get off that crappy plastic clip, get over to a you know, a metal discrete carry concepts clip. Maybe you're just picking up a, you know, a tourniquet holder, something small. Go let Justin and her team take care of you. They have a great, an outstanding warranty that they, that they provide for all of their products. You guys definitely won't be disappointed. Additionally, I do have to point out, um, 
we do have a Patreon page, guys. So while it's not a sponsor here, it does help kind of offset the the cost of, of doing this podcast. I've really been slacking on promoting that. Last couple of weeks, we did launch uh, our Patreon page. You guys can sign up. Um, it's prepared underscore mindset underscore pod, right, over at Patreon. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. I think our, our tiered brackets are $1, $3, $5. We're not, we're not making a, a bunch of money off of this because, you know, Patreon gets their cut, but... We will at least offer you guys some exclusive content, some exclusive audio, um, hopefully working on some video, uh, some targets, uh, some articles and blogs and thoughts and things like that, write-ups, all that good stuff is available over on our Patreon page, and that just goes to help offset the cost that we have of, uh, you know, running this podcast and some of the miscellaneous expenses, which granted, it's not a lot, uh, that, but they, you know, do go into hosting this this podcast and bringing some of these awesome guests you know, on every week for you guys to, uh, to hear. So, uh, head over to patreon.com, check it out. And if you're interested, we'd very much welcome your support. But now we're going to get into what I'm talking about here today, which is kind of the toxic social media environment and toxic and social media kind of go hand in hand. You know, they're, they're synonymous with each other. If we look at the I feel like we put a lot of things on this podcast. By we, I mean mostly myself, obviously. We put them in the frame of just the last couple of years, basically since Donald Trump lost his re-election. Um, but I guess even since he won election in 2016, so you can really look at the last six years or so, right? That's a, a fairly recent and fairly relevant time frame. Um, social media is just, it's awful for society. Um, not only are we losing our social skills as people, um, we're kind of forgetting how to talk to each other for one thing, you know, when people say that say shit on social media, they would never say in person one, because they actually have more decorum and manners than that. I would hope anyways. Uh, but two, the, just the good old fashioned fear of getting punched in the fucking mouth. What else can I say? Some people just need to get hit in the fucking mouth. And that's social media in general, you know, um, the, the elections, they bring out the worst in people. The uh, different sides of the aisle and the different political issues, which our leadership have actually been detrimental in this cause. You know, they've they've driven the the, the wedge and the divide has gone has gone further and deeper than than at any other time in our country. Because we've certainly had times, you know, here we were divided. You know, look at the civil the civil war. You know, obviously probably one of the largest ones. Um, civil rights movement. You know something that none of us are proud of, but we were a country divided. But, you know, whether you want to see that as a, you know, whatever lens, we were. There was division there. There were people that actually agreed that segregation was the right way to live. There was division there. We've had we've had those kinds of polarizing times in our country's history. I, I, I feel that now social media has made that, uh, it's amplified. It's amplified those feelings and that kind of situation and in that made it that much harder for us as a nation, as a society, as a culture, right, to come back together and to heal. Um, doctors talk about it all the time when you when you break bones, things like that. Uh, you tear ligaments, you, you hurt yourself, right? Scar tissue, you know, uh, you'll never you'll never walk again the right way. Not never walk again, but you'll never walk the same. This will never work the same. You'll never feel the same. You'll never be the same, right? Uh, and it's it's very much the same the same concept here. Now, now let's, let's narrow the scope of this, right? Cause that's what we're here for looking at the two, a community as a whole. 
all right? I'm not going to put out specifics. I could certainly name some, and I'm sure given some recent events, a few of you will jump straight to some certain large personalities in the space, and you can draw your own conclusions, okay? But we'll have these individuals. Uh, they have a large following for different reasons. A lot of times it's well warranted. They either have real life experience, uh, they're exceptional at something, maybe they're just very good at producing content, whatever have you, right? And any of these individuals, I'm not speaking about anyone in particular here, but any of these individuals, and there are, there are several, I can think of at least three off the top of my head, possibly four, will make a comment. And it'll be something that's very controversial. Now, controversy, that brings in attention, right? And I forget which politician said it, but I mean, never, never let a good tragedy or good controversy or whatever go to waste because all of the attention is good attention. There's no such thing as bad publicity, right? So it, it draws clicks, it draws attention, it draws, uh, you know, eyes. Uh, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through Facebook. Uh, I don't think chat boards or anything like that. I mean, maybe it's on Reddit, right? But this, this drives attention and followers, you know. So we have these divisive statements and comments and, and things that are made. So, you know, if we're going to summarize a couple of them, one that's really popular among former service members, not, not all service members. We've certainly had only those on this podcast that believe that citizens like yourself, myself, uh, filthy civilians as it were, right, have the right to have access to the training and the knowledge and the information and the gear and the weapons that they themselves, for the most part, you know, explosives and breaching charges uh, notwithstanding, in most instances, we have the right to have access to that information. And there's many more that believe that we should have full unbridled access. Remember here, I'm, I'm speaking in general terms, right? But you will get some of these people that make comments things along the lines of you'll never you'll never do what we did you'll never uh how can i put this it just it makes an unfair uh, what some consider to be an unfair statement an unfair comparison in some instances and people will just start to start to to flame post right i can't you know somebody that we we and i say that we as a community right had nothing but a large amount of respect for for the work that they've done, the information they've put out, the people that they've helped, right? This person's at an elevated status in the in the community, right? And they make one controversial comment. And it could just simply be that the wording was the wording, the message, whatever was was done poorly. That's certainly a possibility. Communication itself is a skill set. Now it's not as sexy as being able to shoot super fast or run reloads or do videos with you and your buddies running under nods like nobody well, some people do. They, they search out videos on how to be a better communicator, but communications is certainly a skill set and, and something that many of us struggle with, whether it's in text format or body language or in spoken word. Now, I mean, like I get a lot of practice at it because I, I talk all day for work and I come on and I talk more for this podcast. So what I think is important first to take from this is the intended message right? And sometimes that means you have to re-listen or reread two times, 
three times, maybe five times. Maybe it, it takes bouncing it off a third party. Hey, man. Or maybe it's a woman. You know, what's up, girl? You know, what do you think of this? What's the message that, that you're getting when you hear this? Or when you read this? Because remember, one of the biggest problems we have with electronic communication is in text form, right, is the, the ability to imply tone. You can add your own tone, which may not be intended by the author. It's another problem, right? So the knee-jerk reaction is always the easiest one, and it's always typically emotionally driven, which I get. I understand that. The problem is, is that people start just spouting off random nonsense. They start tearing down someone's reputation. They start attacking individuals for having these opinions, these thoughts, these feelings, and it could have all just been a misunderstanding to begin with. Now, certainly it could not be. There's always the possibility that that could be, you know, the original uh, read of this commentary, this uh, presentation, if you will. You're, you might be spot on. You might be right on. And hey, maybe we, we really should be very critical of this person for, for having that opinion. Go ahead. Okay. That's, that's certainly one scenario. That's certainly one possibility. The other possibility is looking at types of communication, styles of communication. You know, keeping in mind that people are, we talk about this all the time. We talk about why people have different political views such as pro-2A or anti-2A or pro-abortion, you know, um, uh, uh, pro-life, you know. We, we talk about how life experiences build you as a person to see the world a certain way. Obviously, if you've lost a child, tragically, uh, for whatever reason, right, you're probably pro-life, now, if you're perhaps younger and your stance and view of life is, oh shit, I really hope she's not pregnant, then you're obviously pro-choice. And that's, and that's not to say which one of those is, is right, wrong, this, that, or the other. I'm, I'm simply just making an example out of that, right? We are, we are, our opinions, our views are shaped by the experiences and the conditions in which we've lived and continue to live our life on a day-to-day basis. Now, that changes with time. You know, I grew up in an anti-Second Amendment household. We voted Democrat on everything because my father's a union man. That's what put bread on the table. That's what paid for us to go to school and to have clothing. And for a lot of time in my life, uh, up through when I became a legally registered voter, I, hey, I vote Democrat. I don't, I don't stir the pot. I don't rock the boat. This is what paid. There was that loyalty, right? That, that you know, this is what paid for me to, to, to live, I there's like a certain level of obligation here, not not you know necessarily, not not true and not the way you need to look at the world. Have a respect for for how you know things came to be and a certain level of appreciation certainly. But um, at any rate, I digress. We're all shaped by different experiences in life and different conditions in which we continue to live that life. So that being said. Our communication methods, our communication styles, right? Just like uh, your sense of humor, you know, these are all very personal, intrapersonal. They vary person to person. Some people have very dry personalities, getting them to laugh, getting them to act out, to come out of the box, so to speak, right? To open up. And some people are just very closed off. It could be a product of their 
environment when they were raised as children. There's certainly a whole lot of psychology and mental health topics that we can chase down and get into why certain people are more closed off, why certain people are more open to the world. You know, it's it, you get into a lot of fascinating things in that regard. But you have your opinions for your own reasons because of the things that you've done and seen. You are welcome to that opinion. We've talked about this in, in, in other episodes, other interviews, right? You're certainly welcome to have your opinion in and out of the Second Amendment space. What is troubling about all this is that we're starting to draw a lot of connections and parallels to the cancel culture on the left side of things that a lot of us hate and can't stand. You know, a celebrity, for example makes a comment, a celebrity uh, in parallel. It's somebody at a high platform here in the 2A community, right? Not necessarily, celebrity is not the term I would use to describe some of these people, okay? But for, for easy comparison, a celebrity comes out, and in today's world, somebody like Chris Pratt, who's uh, certainly done some, some really great movies. I really like Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Uh, just had the Terminal List series based off the book by Jack Carr, right? That was uh, within the last month or two here released on Amazon. It was awesome. Critics hated it. Everybody else fucking loved it because it was awesome. And it did a fantastic job, right? But Chris Pratt, very conservative, very religious man, has his devotions and, you know, God-fearing man makes comments as such on his social media platform. And people cannot wait. They seriously, they cannot wait to assault this guy on social media and attack him for having a, a, an opinion a point of view that is different than their own. And it's wrong. We're all, we are all entitled to our own opinions, and it is a right. As, as much a right as free speech, we have a right to free thought. And honestly, that's, just, that's under attack just as much as anything else, the way that we have social media and uh, social engineering being leveraged against the American people, and honestly, citizens of the world, really, to think that we're the only ones that are being subjected to this, I think, is, is certainly closed-minded. But let's just say, for sake of this conversation, you know, we're, we're only looking at the U.S. being engineered against us, which subconsciously helps shape opinions, emotions, thought processes. So we have these people that go out and make some of these comments. And, I mean, some are just misinterpreted. You know, one very recently I can think of, it's very easy to take a clip Right, and it's and we're talking about videos and reels on Instagram and social media that are only four minutes long to begin with. It's very easy to take a minute or fifteen seconds of that clip and take it completely out of context, and that's the only piece of that that gets shared. No additional explanation. The rest of the video, somewhat lost. A lot of people don't take the time past the fifteen seconds of uh, of uh, brain power, if you will, that they you know that they drop into watching that video first read is, well, this guy's a jackass. I thought he was great. He's not. Now I got to jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to reshare this. I'm going to put it on my story. I'm going to make vicious comments and claims about this individual. And I'm going to do everything in my power as a individual on social media with, you know, 16 followers or 600 or 6,000 or 60,000, whatever. And I'm going to make it my week's mission, my day's mission to help tear this guy down because, or woman, could be a woman, right? Tear this individual down because they have a different opinion than me. And you go, you know, we're talking about this right now. You go, wait a second, you can't do that. That's the same thing they do on the left side that we all bitched and moaned and groaned about because it, it, it was wrong, and it is wrong. 
And it was wrong then because it was leveraged and targeted against those of us that what were pro 2A, thought Donald Trump won the election, uh, or pro life versus pro choice, you know, fill in the blank. But now that we're on the other side of things, we believe we're taking the moral high ground. We believe we're taking the side of rights. So then we start leveraging this and we start, guys, this stuff goes viral and it's very quickly detrimental, especially when you look at it from the perspective of people who are new to the community. You know, there's some very large platforms out there that a lot of us uh, gravitated to. Gravitate's a good word because they have a large presence. It's easy to come across their content. They make multiple posts a day. They have multiple platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, if they have a podcast on Spotify, YouTube channels, any of these other sites that are start locals, these things that are starting to pop up that are, um, let's say, alternative social media channels and platforms. This is where these new shooters or people that are new to the space are coming and they're being influenced, right? We'll just use the word that seems to go along with all this. They're being influenced by this information, this material, this presentation, and they're being pushed away from these people that could otherwise be very, very good sources of information and could very much help this new individual to find training, to learn more without, I mean, whether it's a physical training class, it's uh, you know virtual information, it's an article, it's a video, whatever, a picture, uh, a comment string. I've, I've learned a ton from comment chains on Instagram of people just commenting back and forth and then you can network. Send that person a private message or, or DM, whatever. Hey, I saw you were doing this, whatever. Can you tell me more about fill in the blank? Or just leave a comment yourself. Hey, I like that that pistol. What pistol is that? What optic is that? What mount is that? And this is the, the gateway for a lot of people into how they learn to be shooters, how they learn to buy better quality equipment for themselves. They learn why what they have maybe doesn't work as well, uh, why certain camouflage makes sense, why you know it doesn't make any sense to to go with multicam black everything over m81 or whatever right this in a lot of instances these larger footprints on social media are the gateway for new individuals or less experienced individuals that don't have friends to guide them like when i got in involved with all this i didn't really have a ton of guidance i mean i had a buddy you know sam he's been on the podcast uh, at the very beginning here right he was able to guide me and but he was several states away at the time and and even today right has children and there's there's only so much you can do right you can't be there holding somebody's hand through the whole learning process and the introduction to trying to be a more well-rounded individual trying to be a more accountable uh more self-sustaining person right so then the first things they see are from this large platform and then immediately later or thereafter i guess one week's one, sorry, one weeks, one week, two weeks, three weeks after, here's this flame post, this string of viral uh, stories on Instagram or viral posts on Facebook or comments, whatever, uh, chastising and tearing down this otherwise completely reputable instructor or individual or personality who's done great, great things to help enhance the community to this point, but because of one poorly worded post, now we're gonna not search out additional context, not going to try and give everybody the benefit of the doubt, not approach this from a standpoint of innocent until proven guilty, any of those things. It's straight to guilty until proven innocent, and it's totally fucking shitty. It's totally shitty. We didn't appreciate it when it happened to us from the other side of the political aisle, and then we create the infighting ourselves 
And as the end consumers of some people's products, as the end consumers of people's training classes, or just the con- the end consumers of this content, we are directly and probably inadvertently impacted very heavily. Now, that said, there's certainly those instances where comments, and I've I've come out against these on this podcast before, comments like, you're LARPing, um, you have no right, why are you doing this, you're not going to be like this, you're playing dress up, you're playing soldier. Uh, those are the kinds of comments by some of these people. And, I, and I've and i not seen too many of the large personalities, I'll say, come out and say, say directly that civilians shouldn't do this. And part of that is because, in honesty and fairness, I don't think they believe that. Uh, many of them own training companies to help teach civilians some of these skills. However, there have been comments made, you know, things like, you'll never be as patriotic as I am. You'll never love this country the way I do. Uh, you don't, you'll never need to do the things that I did. You can't do the things that I've done. And there may be a certain degree of truth to some of that. But again, it comes back, in my opinion, to how are you, how are you communicating this message? right? How are you communicating this? And are you really being effective? You know, it's, uh, it makes me think of when I'm typing emails at work and perhaps I'm having uh, a rather uh, poor experience. Let's say that there's a lot of tension in this email string. And I go about looking at how I'm wording these emails. I will sometimes erase the whole thing or a whole paragraph and start over again, because I want to make sure that the message that I'm trying to send is worded correctly and in a way that's going to communicate my true intent. Sometimes, however, your true intent is just exactly as shitty as it sounds, and that's wrong. Now, I am not advocating for cancel culture, canceling anyone. For some of these individuals, their whole livelihood and the way that they sustain themselves is off of running things like a social media platform and a training company. We've had several people on this podcast that run training companies and have been fairly vocal about how they actually despise social media. However, it's a necessary part of promoting their business and and promoting what they teach and promoting uh, their curriculum and trying to advertise for themselves. You, you pretty much have to, unless you're for by by some miracle, right? You run a training company that survives solely off of government contract work. You know whether that's training law enforcement only. Uh, you deploy to another country and you're training for, you know, uh, foreign military services, you're training our military. If that's unless you're you're somehow able to, to sustain yourself, your business and your employees, your family off of simply that you are selling and trying to market yourself to the civilian populace, which is a greater majority by a long shot of all the people consuming your content, whether that's your educational material, your promotional material, like videos and things like that, civilians are the hugest part or the biggest part of the market, right? So I, you know, there's certainly something there to be, to be said, to be heard, to be considered, right? And I had this discussion this morning uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Dylan Ruth, or it's ruthless.actual on Instagram. Great guy getting ready in the next uh, two months here to host the uh, Green Beret Range Day that supports the Green Beret Foundation. So go check out his page. Go find his uh, foundation page. Solid dude. But just talking to him about 
the the tone and the style of communication and and I had to do it. You know, there was another video released this morning talking about the romantic how people romanticize CQB. And at first read, I mean, like first time watching it, I was like, wow, that's a pretty shitty thing. When I took a step back, and and guys, believe me, like I'm no one special. I've said that before a bunch too. I'm no one special, and I'm definitely, obviously, not above reproach, and neither are these individuals, but it is healthy sometimes to bounce ideas off of your friends and have somebody else's perspective added in. And don't just look for somebody that's going to be a sounding board, but somebody who's going to maybe breathe some fresh air into your thought process. And uh, and Dylan did that for me, you know. We had a, a pretty good conversation back and forth over Instagram uh, Messenger, sharing some voice recordings. And, you know, hey, man, you know, wait a second. Uh, it's, it's one of those... It's one of those see the the forest through the trees type moments where, you know, it's even in spoken word, it is easy to imply tone and to, to hear what you want to hear rather than hear what's actually being said. It doesn't always have to be super shitty. And again, people in the military sometimes communicate differently, or I should say people that were in the military communicate in a different manner and a different style with a different tone than those of us that never did. We're all, like I said, we're all shaped by our life's experiences. Dylan's example was taking, you know, training classes, right? We just had uh, Fred from Spirit of Systems on last week, and and he pointed out very well, you can say a guy is a nice dude and he's squared away, whatever, but is he a good, is he a good teacher? Is he going to teach you life-saving skills that you're there to learn, right? I don't care how nice he is. Now, to that point, Dylan was saying. I've taken classes and I really like this instructor because of his method of teaching. I receive the information very well from him and I really enjoy it. Instructor B, he has a very harsh delivery. Uh, I I think the term that he used was abrasive, an abrasive delivery. Information still good, still positive intent, but the way that it's communicated is just different. That doesn't mean it's wrong. I think that sometimes... When we say we have a problem with what somebody said to us, we look at that as the person who's who's hearing it and that we're adding something to it and we're just becoming offended first and not hearing the message first. Now, there's certainly some exceptions to that, but you have to remember that a lot of this is very serious that we're talking about. It's, it is very easy to romanticize things like CQB, shooting long distance, uh, weapons, platforms in general, right? It's really, it's really easy to get sucked into all of that and let the gravity of the subject escape you. It is, you know, we shoot because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We train because it's fun. We own kit because, you know, wearing kit and training and shooting and all that stuff, it is, it's fun. There's, there's no two doubts about that. I don't think anybody in the community would ever uh, argue <laughs> that point with you. But you have to remember that this serves a higher purpose, right? We are training for life and death situations. And when you actually sit down and you apply that context to what we're doing, why we're doing it, everything is different. Everything is different, you know? Uh, doing the gangster shit is all I think and I think that was maybe one of the terms or, or something used doing gangster shit was is always real fucking cool until it's time to be a gangster and then all of a sudden it's very different you know and I think that when we apply the proper context 
to messaging, to text, to spoken word, you know, that can take the same message and we can, we can end up receiving an entirely different message that way. And I think we need to be very mindful of that when we're experiencing these kinds of things, because this is not going away. Social media is obviously here to stay. And as we all become more sensitive, and this is, you know, whether, whether we want to hear this or not, we are as a society for the, the most part, the greater majority of us becoming more sensitive, becoming more, um, emotionally vulnerable, right? We had Blake on a couple weeks ago and, and I, I made a, a little joke about some of the comments he's made about dump pouches and why dump pouches aren't important, why you shouldn't have them, why you don't need them and likely won't use them. And he made a very good point. People get, people got really upset at him about that on social media. Oh, I love my dump pouch. I use it all the time. I do it for this. And they won't. Cool. You do. 90% of folks won't. Now, is there a purpose to having one? Sure. I run one of my battle belt right now because I'm getting ready to go take a class. And the last time I was in a class, I remember having to run a spare magazine on my belt and a spare magazine that was loaded in my the ass pocket of my jeans just so I didn't have to run all the way back to the, the back of the range to the bench where my shit was to grab a fresh one and change it out. You know, all I had to do was take the empty one and drop it in the dump pouch and swap the one that was in my back pocket into the, the, the mag holder on my belt, good to go. So again, context here makes a huge difference. He wasn't saying that dump pouches never had uh, a use, never were useful or worth having. Just as a general statement, you don't need to load yourself up with a bunch of shit. However, again, he was just people attacked him left and right, and it was an emotional attachment was, I believe, the phrase that Blake uh, used was it was coming from a place where people are very emotionally attached. It's emotionally driven. And I think that we have to do a better job of removing the emotion from these reactions and, again, see the message for what it's the intended delivery was supposed to be. And that can be difficult. It certainly can be. And professionally speaking, I'm sure a lot of us do this all the time, you just message back and ask for clarity. Hey, I, I saw this. I heard this. I read this. Did you really mean this? And maybe you, you can summarize it in one sentence. Did you really mean dry fire never works? Did you really mean that civilians shouldn't own armor? Did you really mean that you should stop making cool videos about CQB? Did you really mean that, you know, civilians don't really love America or whatever? And once someone can apply additional context or give you some additional information, then it may become a lot more clear. There's a lot of ways to go about this, whether it's reaching out to the author. Like I said, you could bounce it off a friend. You could read it and reread it. You could read it, give yourself 20 minutes, come back and read it again, and maybe you feel differently. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. I think that the worst thing you can do is read it once and your immediate knee-jerk emotional reaction is the one that you carry with you and then you run off and then you start shitposting on somebody. And half the time, clarity comes out, somebody releases an initial statement, or maybe you just misunderstood from the get-go because you just you got, you got you dropped into the middle of a conversation or uh, an idea that you just didn't know anything about and then all of a sudden you look like the asshole. And again, all this does is build additional negative energy in the community 
then people are afraid to reach back out because, hey, you know, I tried to engage in the community one time and I got burned because I didn't understand. And then now I'm just not going to do it again because I'm embarrassed and I don't want to be that way again. And, you know, so on and so forth, fill in the extra detail, right? So we as a community need to do better about that. Social media is here for the exchange and sharing, right, of ideas and information. And what has been great about the 2A space thus far, I mean, I'll say anyways, in my experience is that there's a lot of people out there sharing some really good information, trying to help people. That's part of the reason I do this podcast is to help people. I mean, yeah, I might just be sharing my opinion sometimes, kind of like this, this episode, right? But I also bring on a lot of guests that share a lot of their own opinions and experiences and stories and information that can be vastly beneficial. You know, building out kit. Somebody we have in the last couple of years, right, for all kinds of reasons and all kinds of things that have happened, we have people that are now interested in buying their first rifles or have their first rifle, and now they're, they're interested more than ever in buying armor, building out a, a carrier, a kit, building out a chest rig. Where do they search this information? There's, you know, printed publications basically dead. It really is. The internet and uh, digital formatting killed that. Now, there are still some, like I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, right? For an example, Recoil Concealment Magazine, issue 28. I'm in it. Check it out. Shameless plug. But we come to the internet. And where is the easiest and largest place to access and share ideas and information? Social media platforms. And I mean, granted, like 90% of social media is, it's complete and utter horse shit. It really is. You can find some very tragically stupid shit on social media. And then there's like 10% of what I'll call like just pure gold, you know, where it's for various walks of life. It doesn't have to be a pro 2A. It could be spiritual guidance. It could be recommendations on great books. My wife has found some amazing recipes for food and things like that on various uh, parts of social media whether it's on Reddit or TikTok or Instagram, although I personally, just small segue here, I like despise TikTok and everything that it is, mostly because it's foreign-owned and all that information is being socially engineered to help work against our country, but I digress. The The fastest way to access this information, in large part, are two places right now. Instagram and YouTube, right? Instagram and YouTube. Comment chains, pictures with detailed captions, or more and more commonly now, the video format where you can literally just display what you're talking about. You can explain and, and demonstrate what you're talking about. And it can be simple shit. It can be all the way up to your kit, your, kit and your gear. Uh, I just watched a video a couple weeks ago on how to daisy chain tubular nylon, which is great. Talked about that with Fred last week as well awesome, awesome piece of kit to have that is not strictly limited to the tactical space. But that's where I learned that social media, where did I even find out the tubular nylon was a thing, social media. So this is not going anywhere. And it's a fairly, I'll say a fairly essential piece in how we plan to structure and build our community going forward, right? Because we want to bring in new new shooters, we want to bring in new proponents of the community, whether they're hunters, tactical shooters, both, preppers, 
which they get like kind of a weird rap. Uh, people who are just in, they're really involved in communications and radios. We certainly need those people. Comms is something that gets overlooked all the time. Shout out to uh, Ham Radio Crash Course. Has a bunch of awesome videos on YouTube for a wide range and variety of shit that I understand very little of. I understand some of it, but it starts to get into some things that's way over my head. But the point is that it's all out there. And it's accessible. And it's free in most instances. And these are all pieces, right? And they all build together to build this community that's all going to... It's going to help us all be more prepared and and more self-sufficient and more self-reliant. But not... If every time we see something that we don't like, we as a community band together to burn it down. Like, fuck this guy, fuck that girl, fuck whatever they just said. And we're, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go out and make sure that we all negatively promote this guy. I'm going to cancel my reservation in his class. Uh, I'm going to cancel my order for their t-shirt. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to make it my life's goal to be, you know, above uh, all of that which is actually just like a really shitty and stupid way of saying I'm going to be woke, but conservatively woke. <laughs> it's different because it's on the other side of the political aisle. Like, no, you fucking twit. It's the exact same thing. You just, again, feel more empowered because you feel like emotionally what you're thinking is more right than what they were saying. And is not always the case. In most in most instances, it's actually not the case at all. Now, sometimes it is. And, you, you, I mean, this is just my opinion, right? I mean, end of the day, end of the day, you do what you want. You know, like who you like, don't who you don't, follow who you want to. There's certainly some great people out there that are sharing all kinds of information. There's new gear, optic mounts, uh, belts, pouches, chest rigs, uh, you know, and all, all different kinds of variations of all those, right? All that stuff being released and created and re-released and rebuilt and redesigned on a daily basis. I feel like you can't go a week without seeing a new release of some kind of product, gear. Uh, guys are reworking curriculum all the time as we are learning, you know, new things about gunfighting, new things about survival tactics, new things about hunting, whatever the case may be right? Things are out there all the time. And I just feel like to cut yourself off from, from certain aspects, right? Let me, to cut yourself off from a certain portion of the community to refuse yourself the information that these people are gracious enough to, to offer you, right? I think you're just you're hurting yourself in in the for the sake of feeling more right than you are, and I hope that, that makes sense. All in all, it's just kind of it's very childish, and again, I mean it's it's essentially all the same things that we we rip on on the the liberal left for, because they'll cancel everybody and anybody over anything and everything that they deem to be, uh, you know, not cool, bro, which is really dumb. It really is, you know, and we, we've shit on them for a long time about that, and we shouldn't then turn around and do that to our own. There's so much out there to benefit from, and honestly, I, I actually enjoy hearing uh, opinions and ideas and perspectives that are contrary to mine. I do. It's how you learn a new and fresh perspective 
could be something that, that opens a lot of doors and opens a different way of thinking for you. What, I mean, for instance, talking just the other day, right? Um, I used to think I, I never wanted an ACOG, right? Well, it's fixed power. The eye relief is shitty. It only goes up to like, what, three or four magnification. And that's that's crap compared to compared to something like the, the, the Vortex 1 to 10 or, or any of these 1 to 10 optics. Or now we're starting to push things like 1 to 12, whatever. So how do I ever want an ACOG? Well, Josh Lowry who was, again, been a host, or been a guest, I'm sorry, I'm the host. <laughs> Josh has been a guest on this podcast and saw a video that he shared on Instagram talking about why he really liked the ACOG because the field of view that is afforded you by this being a fixed power optic. And I go, huh, you know, I never really thought about that. You know, I looked at it from a very two-dimensional standpoint which has more magnification and, you know, which has better eye relief and which is going to look cooler on my gun. You know, it was a very, is a very shallow perception. If that, if, you know, for lack of a better phrase there, I, I looked at a very cosmetic approach to this and decided that that was the way I felt for, for, for those reasons, right? Never considered because I've never, I've never actually shot Neotech, uh, not Neotech, a, uh, an ACOG. I've never shot one. I have looked through one. I have a buddy that has a Daniel Defense setup that uh, is actually pretty nice with an ACOG with an RMR on it. He really likes it. And, those, I mean, those things are fucking bomb-proof. Buying an ACOG is never going to be a bad decision or a poor investment, and they hold their value. Those things really are great, great, very robust optics. Now, people might have different opinions on whether they like them for different reasons and stuff, but I digress hearing Josh just point out, well, your field of view is a lot wider. So yes, you're surrendering a little bit of magnification. Maybe in my instance, right, I run a one to six Vortex Viper. So I'm going from six times magnification down to four times magnification. And that's the con. But the pro to that is a much wider field of view. So maybe it actually makes more sense for me to run an ACOG. Here where I live in the middle of a very suburban area, right? Maybe I don't need as much magnification. Maybe I'd be better served by the wider field of view. I had never even considered it or thought of it. An opposing viewpoint, right? And now I'm sitting here to myself thinking, oh, maybe I could reconsider this. Maybe it would make more sense. Maybe I need to make a change to my setup. You know, and it just spurs thought. And there's other factors that go into into that, you know, specifically. Uh, obviously, the financial implications are one thing. I would like to actually get some trigger time behind one before I decide to make that financial commitment. There, there's some other considerations there, but it's a it's a decent example, and it happens all the time. You're presented with opposing viewpoints every day, you know, at work, uh, on social media for politics, the family dinner table, right? You're presented with those kinds of situ- situations and encounters all the time. How do you make the best of them? Every I had a really good manager early on in my career. And I've seen this in other places too, that pointed out that every situation, I believe in this context, it was for work for a manager, right? But, you know, every manager, but we'll say every situation is an opportunity to learn something, whether it's to learn what you like, learn what to do, or what you don't like, what not to do, how you do like to be treated, how you'll never treat someone, 
why you will do some things and put in some extra work or less work, why you wouldn't, right? Every experience, every encounter, you know, when you put it in that lens, right, is an opportunity to help shape and sort of reformat, if you will, how you perceive the world around you. We just need to be that much more open-minded about it. Again, I'm not saying that everybody who has said something shitty on social media needs to be absolved of all guilt. That's it's clearly very, very stupid and not at all the intent or the scope behind this topic and, and what I'm saying to you now. What I am saying is that we need to be smarter about how we interpret information. We need to be a lot smarter about it. Now, that's asking a lot of some people in this community because we just can't help but be assholes sometimes, and that's unfortunate too. But it takes all kinds to make a world, right? My dad said that to me when I was growing up all the time. And the older I get, the more true it becomes. I have come across some very strange individuals in this community, as well as my professional and personal lives. It takes all kinds to make a world, and the world keeps turning. Can't do anything about it. Not not really worth it to get hung up on those little shitty details. If it is something that you feel so adamantly about, that that person is wrong, what they said, what they did, what they wrote is wrong, then you can take those steps accordingly, and you can cut them out of your life, you can block them on social media, you can uh, mail them a box full of rubber or, or gummy candies that are all shaped like dicks for all I care, you know, or one of those packages that uh, when they open it, it explodes glitter all over the place because glitter gets everywhere, and you can never get rid of it, you know, and that's, that's you know, I'm not saying you should do that to anybody, but all, all I am saying is that you can handle these things accordingly, make up your own minds for it. But what I hope that everybody takes away from this is that, again, we are all entitled to our own opinions and that before we draw those conclusions, we fully form those opinions, we walk away from those situations, you consider all of the variables. Where is this person coming from? What have they done? What has happened to them? Why are they saying this? This doesn't really sound like them. What am I missing? You know, I, I think there's a statistic or a stat or a, uh, maybe it's a communication tool out there for situations like this. And I'm probably I might be misquoting this or butchering it, but it, you know, for every one statement posed to you, you should ask five questions or something like that to help make sure that you fully understand what's being communicated. I think that's it anyway. That could actually be a whole lump of horse crap, and I could be completely making it up, but it feels right. So I'm going to go with it, but ask more questions, you know, not, don't just ask, Hey, what's, uh, what's your, uh, camo pattern over there, pal? Or, Hey bro, what EOTech is best? What, what magnifier works best? You know what I mean? Like those questions are fine. And we certainly all ask those and we'll likely continue to, and it's all well and good. It's honestly probably one of my favorite parts about the community and owning gear and all that shit, you know, but Ask more questions. If you at first you don't understand, ask, ask again. It's kind of like try, try again, but not. Be open-minded, man. Have the discussions with people. And be and be okay walking away going, hey, man, we're just going to have to agree to disagree, but I still think you're a really, really cool dude. You're very squared away. Or I still, have a, I still really appreciate everything that you've done or everything that you are doing to help make this all better for the rest of us. It's really, really cool of you. I just, you know, there's plenty of people on social media that I, I disagree with on plenty of different things. I agree with them on, in most instances, a lot more. You will, in, you will typically, 
and this has been my experience in life, you will typically find much more in common with, with people than you will not. I just think that in today's world where all we hear is negative news reporting and it's a lot easier to bitch and groan about, about things than it is to try and elevate somebody, it's very easy to focus on those negative things, on those bad things, talk about what we don't like versus what we do. So be better, demand better of yourself, seek those things out, and try to keep that network intact, strengthen that that network. Hey, maybe you reach out for clarification. Maybe you have a conversation with someone. Maybe you, you, you build a friendship with somebody uh, that you were ready to tear down. And, you know, like I said earlier, try and like ruin their life by sharing their viral video, their 15 seconds that, that they misspoke and made a mistake and how they communicated and try and leverage that to ruin their life. Because for a moment, you thought that what they were doing was super, super wrong. In addition to all that, it just, it totally weakens the community with infighting. And we can't afford that. We're already at a place where we, as a as a two A society, are trying to build build up to the level of those that are trying to take our guns, those that are trying to oppress us, those that are trying to em- employ socialist uh, policies and agenda and lifestyles here in the country that we all really really love and want to protect and are fortunate to to have here because without this country you know none of this would be happening and i don't need to get into that we all understand that but it is important to reiterate and to constantly remember that we are one community working together to try and elevate ourselves to help elevate and protect that which we hold dear so i know that kind of takes it to a whole different place but my i sincerely hope that you guys understand the message that i'm trying to share with you and that it's important that we try to work together and resolve conflicts and achieve a higher level of understanding, you know, to be all spiritual about it, but to understand what's really being said and that it's healthy to have some level of disagreement with people. If you, it'd be really weird if you agreed with your friends on absolutely everything, absolutely all the time. So hopefully this has been insightful for you guys. Uh, something that I, you know, we're coming up on it's like fifty some minutes here, and I don't even I don't even know how the hell I just ranted about that for that long. Uh, but it's all good stuff, right? I feel like it's all worth sharing. It's something that I wanted to talk about, and hopefully you want to hear about. And honestly, you'll, you'll probably finish listening to this, and you'll in the next hour or the next six hours or the next day you'll probably come across at least one of these instances where someone's trying to tear somebody down for just a simple difference of opinion. And maybe you can step in and be the person that says, hey, you know, it's okay to disagree with it. Um, Here's his perspective. Here's why I disagree. Or hey, maybe why I agree. And it's okay. You know, it's okay to disagree. So, but until next week, guys, that's all I got for you. We're going to have more guests over the next couple weeks here. I am always working on bringing in quality individuals talk about all kinds of fun stuff we're going to dig into some more specific topics over the next several weeks here give you guys some more uh, detailed insight around some things that you've all been asking for which i really appreciate again go check out our patreon page if you feel so inclined make a donation help support the mission here at the prepared mindset as we continue to do what we do but until next time folks get out there work hard train smarter And like we say here, be prepared. 